Hey everyone, this Friday our friends at the Park Theatre are hosting Local Punk's Danger Cats, last show ever. They're packing it in after this December 8th gig, which also features the Rivers. So tickets are $10 in advance at the Park, Music Trader, and online at Ticketfly. Don't miss your chance for one last party with Danger Cat. This episode of Witch Police Radio is also brought to you by the Solstice Edition of Record Sundays, which is happening December 17th at Peg Beer Co. Dub Ditch Picnic, Eat'em Up Records, Eye and Ear Control, and Electric Heat Records will all be there with records, tapes, and CDs. Plus, there'll be beer, food, and a setup where you can be the DJ and force your tastes on friends and strangers. That's 12 to 5 p.m. December 17th at Peg Beer Co., 125 Pacific. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am your regular host, Sam. I'm in the back of a car in the middle of the afternoon, which is kind of unusual <laughs> for the show, but it, it kind of gives me a chance to do extra extra interviews, so I'm here with the uh, exquisite ghost. Yeah. Is well, that, uh, do you want me to call you that as your name, or would you prefer first name basis, or what are we doing here? You can, you can call me exquisite, no, I'm, I'm Jordan. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, and your stage name is exquisite ghost, your yeah, performance yeah. name, I guess, I've yeah. I've had that. For, for a while. Okay, well, I've, I've listened to uh, a bunch of your stuff, like the final line, and, and did a bit of reading and, and stuff, as I usually do on, on the show, but I think maybe a good starting point would be for you to just sort of explain the style of music you play, and then we can just use that as a jumping off point. And I know it's a hard question. <laughs> it's the funnest question. Yeah. Um, I, I like to not try to explain the least okay. <laughs> as, as I can about, yeah. about exactly what that would mean or could mean. Um. I don't know if it's a it's a if it's a facet of of maybe a certain type of um, idea about making music, but uh, I think being undefin- indefinable in a way is like part of the interesting thing that a lot of people do. Sure. Um, I, I make like it's, it's sort of like beats. It's electronic, and it's it's um, I think it comes from a place, um, a very designed place. I think it's like textural in a way because my, my okay. family is very like um just my dad's and my sister are architects and i've okay. had this kind of background of just being exposed to that kind of like stuff swirling around yeah yeah. Stuff, yeah cool cool so i mean I, I know that the genre thing is hard right i mean no one likes answering the question about what kind of music they play I, it's kind of fun but it, usually unless someone is very very distinctly one thing and one thing only yeah, yeah then yeah. they can they got it right yeah, but i mean true. i guess electronic is the sort of the overall umbrella we want to put this under or yeah for sure okay Okay, and how long have you been doing it as the Exquisite Ghost? As Exquisite Ghost, yeah. um, I thought of that name like 13, 14 years ago. Okay, so it's, it's like, been a while then. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I was like in my teens, starting out. Okay, okay. Yeah, as and Exquisite Ghost. How did you get into doing this? Just because, uh, I mean, a lot of the bands I talk to, uh, you know, be a punk band or something, right? Right, And right. there's kind of like an obvious um, path you take to start be a punk band, but you're doing a project solo, you're doing it, you know, electronic music, in my understanding, is a very kind of... You're there with a computer, with equipment. You're doing it all on your own. It's very kind of isolated. So how did how did you get into that? Um, um, I got into it because I wanted to have a band, but I didn't have a band of the kind of band that I'd want to have. Okay. What um, was the kind of band that you wanted to have? Uh, well, I wanted some sort of like proto electronic jazz fusion okay. thing, and I was 14. Right. So you're not gonna find anyone. <laughs> you're not gonna find anyone. Who can not play one that. Yeah. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Did you have chops at that point to be able to play that either? Um, I, I would say I did for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the point of playing uh, uh, an instrument. Right. Right. Um, especially like playing an instrument to the point where you feel sort of like you need other people to play with. Like you get to a certain point and you have the chops and yeah. And then it kind of gets fun because it's like a problem. And it's, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. fun problem to, to yeah, have. For sure, it's for like sure. explaining your music when it's a yeah. fun type of music to not be able to explain properly. Well, and as a 14 year old, I don't think you have many other peers who are into fusion. No, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. No, well, like there's jazz, there's jazz band in, in school. Right, but that's very different. And that's, band. yeah, that's yeah. that's reading music, basically. Right, and it's, it's almost like a classical form of it in terms yeah. of the standards and reading music and everyone's paying attention versus something that's a little bit more uh, kind of freeform, right? Yeah, it's very much like a training ground. Did you have background in any, like, formal training? Formal training? Not necessarily, but I did go to the classes and take... Um, a few like theory classes and things like that but it uh, at the time it wasn't really 
like, I was younger. Yeah. I was younger. Yeah. So then um, I started to, like, stitch together little tunes, and I just got addicted to creating melodies and like, my, my dad's iMac. Okay. With, like, GarageBand. And I layered some guitar tracks, and I created my first song um, that I named called Rolling Thunderlight, which okay. is in 2008, in May. So it's almost 10 years ago now. It's, it's yeah, yeah. And that song is on Vice. Um, okay. On the, the, the Rise documentary. Oh, cool, cool. For the Winnipeg... Um, so it had this part about the Bear Clan Patrol. Yeah, yeah, um, I think I've seen that documentary, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. So that's when my music came in 10 years later, and that was a beautiful thing. And that's kind of cool, yeah. happy to, uh, about, you know, to be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. How, how did that get found 10 years, like, <laughs> after all that time, right? Years? Yeah. Oh, man, um, that was on my SoundCloud, I think. And, okay. Um, it, was, it wasn't, like, released or anything. It was just on there. And I would send it out. It's one of those songs that just kind of goes out there. Right. And someone heard it. The right person heard it, I guess. And yeah, yeah. Jared Martineau, um, I think, who's working with Vice on that documentary. Okay. And they put it together in the last few years. Yeah. Did that generate more interest in what you were doing? Or did people know it was your song there? Or um, Yeah, definitely. I told everybody I could. Yeah, just check it out and hear the song. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I remember listening to it. And, with, and it was like there and there's there's another song too uh firelight too and um it was part of um becoming involved with rpm records. okay and um at the time and then there's a song which i set which we should i sent to you um called uh, in this way in this world one i did with zibiwan okay i think the second one cool i uh sent yesterday and then that those are some of the songs i kind of um, got me involved with RPM Records last okay. year. I, I've kind of looked at RPM's site a few times, just, I don't know how I've found it, but obviously when you mentioned that, that you'd been involved with them, I checked yes. it out there too and read the interview and stuff with you on there. But I've, I've seen it before. It looks familiar. Oh, I've been to the site before. Yeah. yeah they some cool stuff. Like, it's, it's surprising. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of all over the place too, genre-wise, right? I mean, they got... Oh, uh, like, yeah. It's it's that kind of... It's the kind of people that, you, that you'd have fun asking what kind of music. Right, because there's... Yeah. Wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, cool. It's very fun and there's a lot of series there's a big thing coming out now new constellations which is just a huge tour okay um i think across canada basically but there's a lot of musicians out there cool cool so how do, i guess what's the um you know going from wanting to start a band that was maybe too much for your peers at the time when you were 14 like how, how do you why electronic stuff was it just because you had access to it and something you could do at home kind of on your own or, or what was the what's the what's the appeal of that style of, of that wide-ranging style of music i to, think to i think i think going the i come from jazz fusion come from like an instrumental um almost athletic kind of like com- not a competitive fierce but, but a fiercely um engaging type of music yeah where you're listening and improvising but you can't you can't ignore when you listen to fusion, you got to take it all in, right? You yeah, you have to be listening and practicing, and you have to be in, almost intimidatingly, but you have to be able to take on the work of of having the vision to, to follow through on all of that. Right, right. And have the band to do that. And so often, like, today, like, you see a lot of different applications of music that are, where people do things on their own. They create, um, like, loops, looping, yeah. and these things. Because of these certain limitations... And also because of the sort of global um, uh, ubiquity of these styles that are um, coming together, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's necessary that that people just uh, for me it was what I did, which is doing a few layers of stuff, and then eventually just um, becoming engaged deeply with atmosphere. Okay. In terms of putting textures together and. And rhythms eventually, which which um, hip hop immediately became a huge part of it. Like, well, I can you could hear that on some of the stuff too, like just in the drums, especially a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I was listening to Jay Dilla and Madlib a lot, right, right. driving around, and, and that stuff's very textured too. I mean, a lot of that stuff is that is atmospheric, yeah, yeah. golden, right, right, right. Yeah. So that's an interesting combo, though, like the fusion stuff, which is like almost virtuosic, kind of like yeah. melody stuff, right? And then there's the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, but in one sense, another sense too. If you want to look at it like a musical, very musical sense, um, an analytic sense, it's it's modal. It's, right. It's based on a key and a, and a tonic. You're you're keep you're keeping at a root, and then even with the rhythms, no matter if the cycles are somehow um, polymetric, you know, like they they they're not um, very um, even. 
they're still funky. Like if, right. you, if you get this, if you get like a cra- like a crazy tune, like t- 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 10, 20 beats, like like on a tabla, like, right. And you're playing it, you have to be really funky to yeah. do that. So what I hear when I was like Jay Dilla, like Flying Lotus, like huge huge inspiration i can see flying Lotus. that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you get these um polymetric sort of subdivisions naturally and you get it also with like the mpc like jitter yeah yeah like just the way that it quantizes the midi inputs okay there's a randomization to it to it on each on the ticks of it and there's something that that's actually something you can emulate on a computer hmm. which is getting like really into the no, no the t- production aspect yeah Thank <laughs> you.
Are you at the point with some of this stuff? It's something that almost wouldn't work if it was replicated with live instruments. Um, that's I mean, a very fine divide. You'd, you'd have a different sound, no, no matter what you do, right? Because you, but can like, can it be played some of the same stuff, or is the electronic equipment basically the only way to get these sounds? I think there's two contacts, right, that are that are very interesting. One one is is doing that live uh, by yourself and having all the knobs yeah. and 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 making the almost symphonic sort of layering, like having a having a having an arrangement and having the instrumentation and having all the textures and everything, all the samples, everything all like defined. Yeah. But then sort of letting it fall into place okay. live by yourself. But I think the real challenge that is actually looking forward in the future from now, and you'll see a lot of like there's tons of bands that are like working on this is having the the electronics and the, and the and the bands combined. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a new fusion kind. Yeah, of you idea. see it a lot actually. Yeah, definitely, definitely more than you used to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I guess the, the, talking about the layers and stuff, that's unlimited, right? When you're basically using a computer, you you got you know you have a guitar player, bass player, keyboard player, whatever. You have to. There's a limit to Yeah, and you also that, have right? like birds. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like um, engines, car yeah. engines, you know, the, the new Blade Runner sound. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you're not going to get on a guitar unless you have, what, 15 pedals in your yeah. Yeah, yeah, or a car. Right, right, or a car, yes, <laughs> yes that's right, you can actually use a car. But you're not going to bring it on stage, it's not going to work in a live set, yeah, no. So. Yeah, so yeah, like, there is a very, very strong structural difference between those things. Yeah sampling and stuff but you want to get that organic somehow somehow you want to do that yeah i think that's 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 a very interesting thing that's actually what i want to do is have a band to be able to do that because i think that's like the end goal right I think. to take something that you've made on your own and expand it like is that sort of the yeah, yeah. like i want to have a band okay yeah when what would you play in that band uh uh guitar um like would there be a, an electronic element as well? Or yeah, that be? would be. I, th I think I would, I would just add the exquisite ghost element into okay. it. Okay. But the thing would be finding musicians and letting that happen over time. So I'm not. Right. It's so, not like happening next week or anything, right? It's, it's no, a, it's no, a, yeah. no. Well, you know, it might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain people. Well, there, there are people in the city, I think, who are kind of attuned to that. I mean, there's some oh, yeah, musicians yeah. here, and I mean, whether it's the jazz world or the like electronic Chuck. world, or, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, exactly. That guy's a really good musician too. I've seen him live. Uh, yeah, yeah. A few months ago, it was, it was cool. Definitely, yeah. Like, there's um, this show with Miguel Atwood Fer Ferguson and Flying Lotus that they mm -hmm. played a few years ago. I keep watching that over and over again, where they play Dilla, Dilla songs. Cool. Or some stuff from Cosmogramma, and it has these soundscape elements to it. That's a context. That's something cool. I think that could be that could be like really raunchy, visceral metal too, as well. I think. Sure. Yeah. Dirty, yeah. noisy kind of. Yeah crazy yeah. stuff like the possibilities are very endless but uh one thing i was thinking about is is that um what are the limits though the limits would be um real-time processing right yeah and um you're you're running multiple processes and you're trying to automate things um in real time and you will have a limit based on how many processors and how how you can synchronize them. What if you have multiple people multiple people doing it at the same time though? Or multiple computers. Right, that's but that makes it a bigger thing, right? So, yeah. It it makes it much more composed. Right. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I think I just want like a Death Star and like <laughs> Right, right. So have people a, working for you and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have like different crews laboring on different in my mind, one guy, know. one one department's yeah. doing samples. Someone's but really, drums, it's yeah. just a green laser. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you play live with the stuff um, you're doing now? Uh, yeah, I, I have. Yeah, no, I'm working. I, I want to get. I'm getting. Uh, probably gonna get a machine. Okay. Really, really work that out. But yeah, I think I, there's some shows that I have I'm thinking about doing. Okay. And how much? Like, if you're in a live setting, how how, do, how does that work with with this? I mean, are you creating live or is it you know you're you're just tweaking pre-recorded stuff or uh kind of both it's a it's a huge it's been a huge project for me because i want to um be honest with myself and like really have uh, i really want to like have that feeling of jamming because when i jam yeah. i jam my buddy uh my drummer matthew uh bishop when we've jammed on like my vishnu tunes oh, nice. for decades now two decades maybe yeah. and there's like some tunes out there that like um, even with John McLaughlin, he he he's he's joked about the fact that they actually they're, they're kind of an irrational sort of rhythm, 
it's um like a, it's a feeling kind of thing so i want to get this really extended um hyperbolically uh complex it's almost like too much okay. kind of like gut-wrenching dilla but also uh, like a tabla solo like a okay. indian that'd be interesting yeah for sure yeah something that's just something that kind of just pulls you away uh, it pulls me away as a performer right so to do that live would be the goal and a lot of the things I, I i'm doing will essentially have that feel anyway so i'm trying to like um restructure re and compose things so that okay. they're they're placable with that okay placeable do you think that um just thinking about mahavishnu orchestra like i, I i'm a big sure. fan as well great great group oh, uh, but but like um do you think that that stuff is maybe sort of hard for people to oh, yeah. initially jump into I mean and, and then, then in combination with electronic thing because electronic music not yeah. obviously it's a wide ranging genre with multiple subgenres but a lot of people think electronic music and think dance music and they think something fairly simple and oh, repetitive yeah. and then meanwhile you're bringing in this influence well, that is really hard to access initially without kind of being primed for yeah, it yeah right? it's almost like for me I think what you want is to have a, like a, a gong okay and really dense dense harmonies and then just stop that and just go into like modal <laughs> right <laughs> sort of like uh very um rhythmic um uh like vamps and okay ostinatos and i i think you just make it a beat you know but but you can still have the the overt complexity of the Mahavishnu, the harmonics. Right. As long as the beat is... Harmonicity. Is it can, and go from that and then go into it because I think people have very open ears when it comes to samples and recontextualizing yeah, these things. Because they something something in their brain recognizes it or they... Yeah, yeah. or doesn't recognize it just the right amount or in the right, same right, way. It's like right. kind of out of context. But it like, tweaks something and then your memory yeah, is like... You, know, like, like, you think of like flying loads or something. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. You get these odd sounds and you don't really get the reference... Ever, ever get the references. all these references that I never really get. Right. But they're weird and spooky sometimes. My happy Halloween. Yeah. And like... <laughs> um, they... They exist though and like I think that's... A, that's like defining part of uh, the music is, is, you know, you have to be surprising... Yeah, and and even when people don't know, they're being surprised, kind of. Happening. Right, or just kind of like subconscious surprise, almost like yeah, yeah, it's in yeah. the background, floating there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. I think that's that's going on with a lot of like you sample a soul record. Yeah, and you get the grit, and you get like the the drummer, like whatever he was smoking that day. Sure, kind of, yeah, kind of. In even the if it's just a tiny clip of it, you're not sampling the drummer. You're sampling, yeah. You're sampling the background. You're sampling the yeah, yeah, yeah the vibe of the whole thing. Just yeah. The hiss of the <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or the rasp of Miles' yeah. voice or something. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting.
a lot of people who, you know, just listen to whatever they listen to that's fairly mainstream, they think of sampling as, oh, you're just straight up taking a passage from a song and looping it, right? Even, but there's, there's so much more to it. Even than academically. Right, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you go into, like, ac- like, uh, like art music, like, like com- complex art music, it's it's very it's it's very theoretical and uh, the visceral quality is always necessary though. Like yeah. that's actually what like the grit and like you get the perfect golden like foundational pillars of samples like together like a Dilla any 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 Dilla beat ever would would right you get that and that's the grit that's the that's where the the visceral part comes from and that's that's like essential to be an electronic musician otherwise you're making like video game music right well i guess you're taking soul from something and adding it to something that is technically soulless yeah because it's coming with a computer right it's like like matrix like you're combining and you're yes yeah. summing it together it's a weird cyborg <laughs> yes yeah, cyborg yeah. golden soul records. yeah exactly cool. <laughs> there's there's the kind of music yeah, there you go. Like. cyborg cyborg soul yeah. cyborg soul i like yeah. it i like it okay i'm going to describe you as that in the description of the oh episode. okay yeah, thank, cyborg you. Soul. thank you thank you um, so you have a you have a single that by the time this comes out people will oh yeah heard, so yeah, that's gonna be cyborg soul that's cyborg soul. that's what i um i made it in a special time um um about february um, and it was directly in a week where just a lot of things changed for me, and it's okay. incredible. And it just, it just, just, it was great. And after about a month, I listened to it again, and then I listened to it again a month later, and it felt like a heartbeat. It was like, it was like, it was, it was, it was like empty in the sense of it was heavy. Okay. In a way, and um, like in a, in a sad way, or no, and I didn't want to put anything else onto it. It just had these big sweeps, and and like I didn't like write any melodic like crescendos or anything. I just used like the powering up and like these almost like these Death Star sounds. Literally, okay. you know, like when Obi Wan shuts off the tractor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that that specific sound. It's not. It, it was a Moog. Okay, okay, <laughs> but, but it sounds like that, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the first things. And um, yeah, I was working with um, Tim, like Toolman, that oh, yeah, okay. with some of his stuff. Cool, cool. From Tribe. Yeah. And he was helping me out with a bunch, and I was using some of his equipment. So I was really excited with that and some other stuff in my life, and. And I got this very visceral, very th- crazy thing. I've never worked so hard on something, and I, I just wanted to yell. I wanted to be like a siren, okay. kind of just a lot like an air raid siren, just kind of cool, loud cool. and visceral. So it's my somewhat attempt at maybe the beginning of doing like a mob type of sound okay. in my own my own love of it and my love of um, doing and being a part of music in any way right now, okay. my, just as a human being. How do you? Um I mean, this maybe seems like a ridiculous question because obviously any kind of music you can do this, but how do you put like personal feelings and personal emotions behind a song that A, doesn't have vocals? Because that's usually where people kind of right. clue in. A lot of people, you know, most music, that's the emotional hook, right? You hear what the person's saying or you hear the sound of a voice because it's a human connection. And this obviously is plenty of instrumental music can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that? Like, especially if you're using samples and things, how do you convey a feeling uh, in something that you're kind of building versus just shouting out you know if that, if that makes sense like yeah as a western um like based musician because that's where i live that's yeah. um it comes down to like blues and folk music okay which is like the basis for pretty much everything yeah in, the in primal this part screams of the, world, yeah. the the microtonal like inflections okay these things if they're present in the music then you're referring to very heavy and deep Sure. deep things sure. um, no matter what and and I think the more um, careful and more eloquent and fluent as a musician you are the more you access these things naturally and also pre- preternaturally like by choosing to okay um, and I think like in order to be like fulfilled by something uh, by music or like your creations like you have to get deeply into things yeah definitely. think deeply definitely. live deeply within them and uh you will have no choice at some point if you want it badly enough 
it'll work out and that's yep. kind of just pushing pushing for it i mean it's a very interesting question in that in one sense and to get a little bit more literal about it um you i think of like Jimi hendrix playing voodoo child or sure uh, his Woodstock performance, and you get him basically, you know, or you know, um, John McLaughlin playing, yeah, uh, in Mavish or anywhere really. You get these very arcane, almost like wizardly kind of. They're like spells, almost like sure. esoteric, like incantations of me- melody, like John Coltrane. You get these. Well, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking that well, as I said, oh yeah, you need vocals. No, uh, Coltrane is. I mean, I think there's yeah. Coltrane music. I mean, I'm a big fan of his as well. And there's there's tracks of his that even full albums of his that are more oh, emotional yeah. to me than anything anyone's ever said vocally in a song. Yeah. Right? I mean, because it's just the, the feeling is obvious. But I just imagine it's difficult, more difficult to convey that if you're not stating it outright. If um, you know what I mean, like it's yeah, yeah it, it comes down to like the soul. Yeah, right, yeah, your soul, yeah. like as a person, like how open you are to listening, like the fact that one is able to approach that as a human being and get something out of it means you've worked to listen to other people. You've worked right. to give your be open and be and like worked on your openness and developed that consciously, okay. which is admirable in itself. And the music is is, an, is a reward uh, for that. Okay. The, the, ex- your, the experience you have to you work. You've earned to it. Get it from it. Yeah, right. yeah. You've right. earned the ability to uh, understand what it is to be joyful about being open and listening to right. and spending your time. And you're actively engaging with it rather than passively, right? Yeah, so yeah. You yeah. your mind and your heart. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Your your existence in the moment. Yeah. Entire ex- and, and that's. I, that's where, that's where the, all my music, all anyone's music, really does come from. Right. So whether they do it purposely or not, right? It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Purposely or not, yeah. I think a lot of times it's it's not. Per, I don't. I don't think. I don't. You know, it's it's almost chance. It's like okay. it's like a bird that'll land on your shoulder every now and then, but <laughs> but you only notice it after on purpose. Right. So right. it's 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 that it's that um, process. I, I, I listen back to my stuff a lot eventually and I see and hear feelings that I I was so inundated or so part of my life at the time that I couldn't look out at it. Okay. So, you know, like, so that comes through after the fact? Like, like when you look yeah. back on it? Yeah. yeah, then I find the value of it. So, like, so in another way, it, being a musician is the idea of listening to yourself yeah. and being able to tolerate um Right. having things that are not of yourself and leaving them out there and like just letting your soul go I think Jimi Hendrix has this quote where he's like every time he plays he loses a part of his soul right I think I've heard that sounds familiar yeah I saw it on a poster somewhere yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah and so that's that's kind of like the same thing so I, I feel like to answer the question would be when I'm composing electronic music or just like playing around and, or like have an idea and I go yeah. f- and I just go for it um I just try to remember that I gotta, I gotta remember where I started out on the thing, and then I gotta remember not to like judge myself, right? And then and then I have to remember to listen and give it time, and you know sometimes you don't have to do that, but also be tolerant of that. So it's basically the two things are listening and uh, to others and t- like being in tune with others, and I think um, music itself all the time just communicates to others you know pay attention to what you're be aware yeah
mentioned earlier with the single that you were talking about yep. that you'd recorded it back in February is that right or you came up with it back in February and yeah now it's it's out mostly untouched from then okay the reason I'm asking is do you do you often let things sit to see how they feel afterwards just because what you were just saying about kind of you know looking back on these older tracks and they you kind of get what it was about more yeah. is that on purpose like did you record something and then wait to release it well, or I have I've, I have tracks I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds thousands of things that are sitting around okay um, but that's not necessarily it. This one, I, I was chosen. We chose it. I was just going through a bunch of tracks with, um, with, with uh, some people, and and this one really stood out, and especially Jarrett Marno. He was really good, and uh, so it was perfect too because it came from the right time. Okay. And uh, it, it's, um, I think. I think uh, another side of the question is as um, a composer or creator to um, take have something and to build on it and to be structurally aware of yeah. of where it came from is an immense like it's it's an opportunity and it's like it's a, it's a very complicated thing it's like you have the vision of musicians and people as people with their heads lost heads and then sure yeah, in, yeah. In a different somewhere else but it's because they're probably remembering like 200 songs 200 ideas or kernels of yeah something that becomes yeah, a song and they're yeah. being they're like listening to the little references to them somehow in their sure. lives like maybe a feeling here or maybe like a bit of a sample or maybe like something somebody said to them that yesterday or something yeah and they're just trying to keep that in order because you know you probably probably working on a couple songs but you want to file it in the right spot so you can come back to it yeah, later it's yeah. organization yeah yeah. Do you uh, did, is the single coming out? Well, it'll be out by the time people hear this. But is it yeah. uh, online release, physical release? What are you doing? Uh, it's an online release. It'll be with uh, most major online digital distributors. Cool. So cool. it'll be you know iTunes, Spotify, um, things like that. It'll be easy to find. And if you go to Exquisite Ghost, um, Exquisite underscore Ghost Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you know just so anything under your name, it'll, it'll show up. Yeah. 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 There's a list. Cool. So how did you get involved with RPM? Did um, they find you, or did you? We were kind of. I was kind of talking to some people that were involved with it, just by periphery, by okay. chance, and and also there's some like you know good people in Winnipeg, um, like Alan Gray especially, and who's been supportive. And I also put out a record in 2013. Yeah, I should have brought it actually. I was going to give that to you. We'll, we'll get it from you some other time. <laughs> yeah, it's a very beautiful yeah. uh, thing. It's a double like gatefold. Oh, nice. Has. Yeah. Uh, that came out in 2013, so cool, that cool. helped. Um, so there's a lot of music on there that 
is it just something else uh, and um so that happened about last year or so and um there's a lot more things to come and I'm cool sure that this year is going to be a very exciting year for me as in 2018 this year yeah because we're, we're getting close to the end of this one but let's yeah. just say 2019 sure okay, okay. <laughs> in the future big things though big things yeah, oh indeed yeah. yeah cool cool okay well if someone uh, is hearing you for the first time on the show what do they do if they want to find out more about you is the instagram the best place to go or where yes, should... instagram will be fine twitter's fine okay. um where can they hear you i guess if they I want soundcloud xqst underscore gst okay and i'll link to that on the post about the episode yeah the links will be there okay um We'll have to find out. Um, there's or the rpmrecords.com site. That'll have some of your stuff linked there. And that will be where okay. the ideal place would be to go. Okay, awesome. Well, I will, I will, again, I'll link to all this stuff in the post about the episode yeah, so dope, people can dope, find dope, it there dope, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Do you have anything coming up in the next uh, few months that you want to plug or anything? Um, not yet. The single, obviously, is a, is a thing. But well, yes. What's the name of the single again? The Art. The Art. Okay. The Heart. Okay. Uh, there's a side A and B, uh, left and right. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting, like definitely listen to it yeah for sure well i mean yeah <laughs> if someone's tuning in i certainly hope it will but uh yeah no um uh, again like people should check out your instagram check out your uh twitter the rpm site there's a lot of places is there mm-hmm. anything on Bandcamp or anything like that or yeah yeah my uh shrines is on bad camp okay cool, cool which cool. is my um other album the one you were just talking about yeah, yeah. august 2013 okay. awesome so there's enough stuff out there look for exquisite ghost you'll probably find you yes. i would imagine that would be the thing yes there's some shows coming up that i'm really looking forward to but cool I, Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So please follow that. Um, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com, click on podcasts. At this point, there's probably 260 some episodes uh-huh. all there for free download and streaming. You can go through the archives and find whatever you want. Um, and we're also on UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight. And those are older episodes that get kind of a second life. So it's late, what, November now? Early November? Uh, this might not air till like April or something. Okay. But uh, it kind of gives a second chance for people to hear it. Even though they're yeah. always available online anyway. It's like, hey, you happen to be tuning in? Cool. I didn't know this was an episode. I've never heard this guy before. <laughs> you know, this is great. I want to go check out the album. So yeah, it's, it's good for that. Oh, yeah. Well, and, I might have an album out by then. Yeah, you may, maybe you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they'll hear the one song and they go, oh, hey, I should uh, check them out. And boom, there's an album. So Perfect. it's kind of a nice thing to have a second. Uh, yeah. bonus chance to hear it but again yeah thanks a lot for uh, for meeting me here and, oh thank you uh, for, for, for doing uh, the show. Uh, I just came and asked you and yeah no it was good it was good yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of uh, your stuff around and yeah. I just thought it would be nice to well and I saw it. the Mahavishnu reference in your Twitter handle too so oh yeah so I was like oh cool well, I like <laughs> can't change that yeah, like, yeah once you have it it's stuck right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but no I, I've been listening to Mahavishnu Orchestra since I was about 16 oh dope which is like 20 years now almost and like pretty much yeah. so yeah it's, my, my dad had some of the records you play guitar poorly but yes oh yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not, not, not anywhere at the level where i could be in a band like that but i mean yeah oh, I, I, I i always liked it i went through a period of being super into fusion and then yeah. i kind of moved on to other stuff but that particular group there's like four or five records that are always Oof. just never leaving my collection you know but yeah yeah i good. used to collect the bootlegs oh yeah, the yeah. Online. there's a lot of those i guess eh? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah cool cool it's a good site you can get bootlegs um dime a dozen dime a dozen dot org cool like a bunch of free like I don't know this is that's whatever <laughs> I don't know but maybe I'll cut it maybe I won't <laughs> but seriously like there's a lot of stuff like I like I got the U2 concert here oh yeah cool, cool. They just played. I, let's just check that out not the U2 concert but the, the, the site yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you'll definitely find tons of bootlegs of cool. almost everything you cool. like alright I'm, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna look it up I think I saw my dad okay <laughs> awesome awesome well thanks yeah, again yeah, good, yeah, 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 yeah nice to meet you thanks sure. precious love precious love precious